everybody. You mind uh, giving Doug a hand for all the time he spent on that? A lot of. So, um, on February 12th, uh, 2006, we officially became the Livingstones Church. There was a 123 of us that met that Sunday morning for worship. And so we had twice that at 9.30 this morning. I'm going to guess twice that again here at 11.30, not to mention how many will be here at 5.30. So you could just see over the past five years how God has been good to us and what he's done and what he's blessed us with. And in that, you'll remember I talked about that summer of 2005. We met back there. It's the Rockstar Room now, just with the church that was, to talk about where we were going, what God was calling us to. And out of that came our mission and our vision statements. And so I want to just kind of share that with you just in my final part here this morning. In terms of mission, we knew that God was calling us to cooperate in God's mission of love, which is important to us. This is about tone. This is about personality. We think God is crazy in love with people all around us, and our mission is to let them know that God is crazy in love with them. Not that he's hacked off, not that he's ticked, not that he's looking to smite them at every turn, but that he's crazy in love. And so that has become our mission, and in that we want to teach and to demonstrate the ways of Jesus and then invite others into that life journey. What that means is we've not arrived. It's not like, hey, we're perfect. Come and join us. It's we're all on a journey, and as we continue to head on this journey, it's just to invite others to join in with us as we're moving closer to Jesus. And how we want to accomplish this is through our vision statement. It's the longest vision statement of any church I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. But here it is. Let me share it with you. Four sentences. Number one, we are ambassadors of Christ demonstrating the kingdom of God wherever we find ourselves, but specifically concentrating our collective energies within the context of the south side of South Bend. Now, let me explain this just a moment. There are a lot of people here who don't live on the south side of South Bend. Like, There's a lot of people that you live in Mishawaka, you live in other parts of South Bend, you don't work in, in South Bend, you might, or on the south side you might work somewhere else. But this is what we all have in common. We're all called to be ambassadors of Christ. And what that means is that's Paul's language to say, you represent the government of Jesus wherever you find yourself. That's what ambassadors do. When we send ambassadors to foreign countries, they enter into diplomatic relationships, they have conversations, they live under the Constitution and laws of the United States of America. They represent America, whatever country they find themselves. That's what it's like for us. If you work in Elkhart, then you should simply represent the government of Jesus in Elkhart. If you live in Mishawaka, in a neighborhood in Mishawaka, you should represent Jesus right there in your neighborhood in Mishawaka. If you're in a subway on the west side of town, you should represent Jesus while you're ordering your sandwich there in the subway. That's what this means. That's what we all have in common. And that's why everybody's welcome to be here, even if you don't live on the south side. But you do need to know that if you're here, what we've agreed to collectively is to concentrate our collective energy and efforts and resources into the south side of South Bend. And the reason is because is that's where we're at. We're right smack dab in the middle of the south side of South Bend. There are over 10,000 people that live in the neighborhoods and apartments right around us. There are 42,500 people who live on the south side of South Bend, making up the zip codes of 46613 and 46614. There are 11,800 kids, give or take one or two, that live here on the south side of South Bend, and we believe that God has called us to be faithful in that. So in that, what that means is if you like... If you had this great idea for the River Park area, like, hey, let's go to the River Park and do something, for us the answer will be no because God loves the south side more than he does people in River Park. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now I said that at 930 and a balloon popped right at that moment. It was like, (laughs) so that was just a joke. It was just a joke. No, no, listen to me. 
Now we're in the middle of the South Side, and so we're very unapologetic about the reality that God has called us to 42,500 people who live all around us. And we, and we know that there's a greater intensity, a greater like, focus, like laser-like focus, rather than saying, oh, well, we just want to reach out to everybody and love everybody. And I mean, No, no, for us, it's, we want to concentrate like a laser into the 42,500 people who live on the South Side of South Bend. Number two, this is how we're going to do that. We will do this through the pursuit of intentional relationships established by the Spirit of God through prayer, service, an invitation to follow Jesus. So we think in the end, Jesus is relational in nature. Like just by nature, he doesn't like hand out tracts to people or treat people like his projects. He enters into to relationship with people, and then he calls them into community, into relationship, and we think we should continue that. What that means is there are no kids at Monroe School who are our project, right? Monroe School is not the project of the Living Stones Church. We want to have genuine relationship with the kids at Monroe School which one of them, a seven-year-old there, almost got adopted into my family Friday night, and it's still my My wife here works as a permanent substitute at the Monroe School, and she comes home with stories that I'm telling you, break your heart, and oh, one I heard this week, or I almost took them in this week, like, maybe we still will, I don't know. Anyhow, uh, so what that means is nobody, nobody's our project at Miami Hills, because you can't have real relationship when you treat people like a project, Right? There has to be some sort of reciprocity, if that's the right word. It's kind of a fancy word. I don't know if that's right. I might have made that word up. But it's got to be sort of a give and take in regards to relationship. And so we think that God will just establish it if, one, we just pray for it. Like, we don't have to make it happen. Let's just ask God, and he'll open up those doors very naturally by our own personalities. And this bugs me about churches. Maybe you've ever been to a church where a lot of high pressure, you need to go to your friend and confront them about if they go die today, would they go? I mean, uh, no, no, we found it's easier because we roll like that in the easy uh, it's just best if you just cooperate with God and let him open up the doors. And so we just decide as a church, let's change. And you might not have known this, but some of you are here this morning because we prayed and asked God to send you. That's really the truth. Like that little group of people in 2005 that began. And so this is what we did. The very first thing we did is around 2006, we had a prayer room down the hallway, and we wanted to challenge the church, much smaller back then, if we could spend just an hour in that prayer room, just taking turns, like just an individual coming to the prayer room, spend an hour praying for our neighborhood, for our schools, for the apartment complexes, for this church, for this vision. And at the time, we thought to ourselves, you know, we're smaller, but I think we'll do pretty good. Like, I think we'll do well. And you might have that 2 or 3 o'clock time slot in the morning where, you know, that might not be. That's not like God's going to go, well, I'm not can't bless you now. I mean, so, but what happened is at the end of those 40 days, we had somebody from this church praying in that prayer room every, every hour. We didn't miss a single hour for 40 straight days. And I will never forget when we got back together again to worship after that 40 days had ended, what a powerful experience that was. And, and you're here this morning because of those prayers. We've seen things happen in Monroe because of those prayers. We've seen things open up in terms of relationship because we prayed for it. And not only do we that, do that as a church collectively, we would say individually, here's what you ought to do. So there's no pressure on you. It's just this. Hey, if you're going bowling with your spouse like on Friday night, before you go, you should just pray and ask God, is there somebody in the bowling alley that you might meet that night and that might, you might have like genuine relationship and a true friendship that opens up? And so pray and go with eyes open for the possibility. And if it happens, hallelujah, you got yourself a new friend. And if it doesn't, bowl a 300 and go eat pizza, right? I mean, it's, it's really just that easy. And so there's no pressure in it. We wait on God for those sorts of things. If you've got a child that you're taking to a Tut Library or the Kern Road Library, uh, for a story time, before you go, just pray and ask God, is there another mother here with their kid that maybe we hook up a friendship and just kind of start to have a relationship and go with eyes open for that possibility? If it happens, fantastic. If not, enjoy story time and go to Chick-fil-A. That's as easy as it gets, right? And so we just committed ourselves to that. Number two, we know we needed to serve. Like, you can't be an inward-focused, unhealthy church for 50 years and then open up the doors to the neighborhood and say, hey, we're interested in you, and then go, oh, finally, you're, I mean, no, it doesn't work like that. You can't ignore your neighbors for 50 years and then all of a sudden decide we're not going to ignore them. We knew 
we're going to have to serve our community faithfully, like Jesus served, which means no strings attached. Like, if you get no thank yous, if nobody ever showed up to church, none of that matters. It is the nature of Jesus is to serve no matter what, because that's who he is. And that's going to have to be our nature. And so we began years ago, we started, started, we called it the Reef, was a new ministry we started now, we call it the I Love Southside, where once a month we just wanted to do something in the community and on the south side of South Bend to serve with no strings attached. We weren't preaching, we weren't handing out tracts, we weren't even inviting the church. The very first thing we did is we went to Miami Hills and we asked the church, we gave them a grocery list and asked them to go to the supermarket and buy groceries that would feed a family for a day and then we'd come back and put it in uh, bags and then deliver it at Miami Hills. And the church at the time went out and got over $3,000 worth of groceries and came back and we packed bags and I mean it was like 10 minutes we just were given I mean, and those very first things that we did. And we knew doing that, it wouldn't be like, hey, on Saturday you do this, and then on Sunday morning, the next morning, you know, 200 people from Miami Hills say, hey, we got groceries, we're here. I mean, we knew it wouldn't work like that, or even that was even the point. But what we wondered is, what if the next month we did something at Monroe, like providing school supplies for the kids when they go back in? What if the month after that we had some other service thing? And so, and really, can I tell you one of my favorite things? Like a, a year ago, September, uh, we had the Samaritan's Feet uh, connection that allowed us, they have, they have uh, contracts with Finish Line and Reebok. We were able to do what we called the shoe event and to give every student at Monroe School a brand new pair, like a nice pair of tennis shoes. And so we had like a Saturday morning, it was just a big old, we're playing games, the men's and women's Bethel basketball teams were here. We had the big bouncy things and face painting and hot dogs and popcorn and all those sorts of things. And over 300 students from Monroe showed up with their families to enjoy a day of just having a lot of fun. And I'll, really, in that rock star room back there, the kids would come in. And we had people, they would take off their old shoes and socks, they would wash their feet, put on brand new socks, brand new shoes, and then just say a prayer with those kids and send them out to go play and have a good time. And even to this day, when some of those grown, strong, manly man men talk about their experience, that segment will start crying as they share what happened in terms of their time with those kids. Those are the things that we wondered. If you just did this faithfully, if there were ever a time in their life when they were broken, they were exhausted, there was something going on, that, they, that for whatever reason at that moment they thought to themselves, maybe God might be able to fix this. Maybe God might be an answer. That at that moment they'll at least say to themselves, well, where do we find God? That they might go, I don't know, but at least there's a church around the corner that serves a lot. Maybe we can find them there. That maybe, and what we've, seen is, what we've seen is that's actually happened for us. The doors have opened up for rela- real relationship with people because of those things that were taking place. And so service was another big component. The third thing is invitation. You just got to invite people. And so do that individually, like go and tell your friends and your family you should come to Livingstone's church. But even then as a church, like we send about 10,000 postcards all around the south side of South Bend about three or four times a year to invite them to maybe a message series. We've also invited people to VBSs. We've had the Underground Cafe, Young Life. We've had billboards. We've done all sorts of things that just simply invite people to relationship with us as a church and then thereby also relationship with God. And so seeing those invitations, we just watched over five years as God has kind of blessed that for us. We've seen him actually do it, that he's the one who's put together through prayer, service, and invitation, uh, his kingdom expanding. But number three, here's the third uh, sentence in the vision statement. But with all those who accept this invitation, we will pursue spiritual transformation as disciples of Jesus in the context of community at every level, but especially in small groups. See, what this means is it's good to celebrate that we've experienced growth. I like that, but growth in of itself is not the point. Like, this is not like some civic club where, hey, we're getting bigger, isn't that great? 
In the end, if we don't look more like Jesus, if we don't see people being transformed in their lives to be more like Jesus, then we're doing something wrong. And honestly, we're wasting our time. Like this isn't about let's just get together to get together and have some friends. This is about wanting to see our community change and transform because individuals give their lives to God and a radical thing happens in their life and transformation takes place. And so we've gotten to hear those stories and experience those victories and to see those sorts of things. And that's what we want to commit ourselves to. And we don't have it all figured out. Like you can't like we don't have like a cookie cutter now that you're here. You're going to do this, this, and that. I mean, we know everybody's different. They come from different backgrounds and different experiences. But in the main, we don't want it to be a possibility that you could show up here at the Livingstones Church, stay here for a year, and then you're the same. Like, nothing changed in your life. And so, like, a year from now, you should be different because of what's going on in this place, in this community, with the Spirit of God in our presence. And our experiences... That kind of transformation can happen at any time, really. It could be you and God in the car on the way to work, and transformation can happen. It can happen here in the morning, but our experiences in the midst of small groups is the best time that we've seen. We've got growth groups here. We've, we've seen that transformation, the possibilities for it is optimum in those settings. And so that's number three. That's what we've committed ourselves to. And then number four, we will repeat this process by establishing other communities with like vision in other parts of South Bend, Michiana, and throughout the world. So the question I get oftentimes is, well, like, how big do you plan on getting? Like, you went from one certain, I got three. I mean, like, what, how, what's the maximum? The answer to that is, I have no idea. I just want to be faithful to 42,500 people. Like, so however big that is with that, that's what I want to give my life to. But in the end, this is what, what you're looking at is what we have, right? We've got 308 chairs. That's how many tan chairs we got. That's our parking lot. Men, if you've been in the, how many functional urinals do we really have? See, I mean... So we know that there's just we've got certain limitations by way of space, and because of that, we're not interested. In like consu- we're not interested in being a mega church, which you probably go around thinking, "Good, cause you're not even close." But I mean, I mean, no, no, I mean, we have no desire to like consume the masses of St. Joe County. What we want to do is, and I'm thinking maybe another year and a half, maybe two years. We'd like to gather around 250 people who are here at the Livingstones Church and send them to the east side of South Bend to start another Livingstones Church on the east side of South Bend with the exact same vision that we have here. What that means is they'll tuck themselves, in a, not, not on a major thoroughfare or a bypass, but I mean in the middle of a neighborhood in 46615 or 46617, and instead of talking about Riley High School, they'll talk about Adams. Instead of talking about Monroe, they'll talk about McKinley, and they'll do those sorts of things. They'll reach out with great passion to the east side of South Bend, and in it they will, they'll pray, and they'll serve, and they'll invite, and they'll pursue spiritual transformation, and then when they're ready, they'll plant a church maybe on the north side of South Bend, and we'll plant one on the west side of South Bend. And so what happens is, uh, we plan on taking over the world. That's what we'd like to do. I might not live to see it fully happen, but maybe the next generation will get to see the Livingstones Church Kenya or the Livingstones Church Ukraine that we just begin to send out and plant other churches all over the place that has like vision. Now, they'll look different because they're in different places, but that's what we'd like to do. And so, uh, you know, people, you know, really, I, I, that's how I picture maybe just kind of gather around. So let me say this to you. If you live on the east side of South Bend, that's phenomenal. We could really use you. And maybe that's where you want to go. Or maybe you just have one of those personalities that you kind of have that entrepreneurial, that new church thing. I want to be a part of that. Or if those are the things that make your heart pitter-patter, that is, I mean, great. Stay. We need you because we would like to send you out with 250 other people to be in the neighborhood on the east side and do this whole thing all over again there. And so just over and over again, we just plan to see God work in these sorts of ways. And so we have seen over the past five years him do amazing things in our midst, and we trust that we're only beginning, right? Just get to celebrate those victories. But you need to know, as uh, your pastor, I love this church. And I, I don't mean like ethereally. I mean like you. I love 
this church. I love you. I love what I've seen God do among us and the things we've been able to share and the places we've been able to, to, to go. And in that, as we celebrate five years, it is for me just a, a moment of thank you, God. I, I remember what things were like five years ago and what he's brought us to now. And in that, I just want to give him thanks and praise. And just to remind us collectively once again, this is our story. And I've got, I could tell you stories for hours about everything. But just in a real, if, if you're curious, just as you're walking out, the heartbeat, that's our heartbeat. We want to be a church that, ex- listen, even if nobody ever from the south side shows up here again, like, like, we still want to love the south side in such a way that at least the community around us says, well, we know that church loves us and that church cares. And that if we were to die, that the south side of South Bend would notice. Because nothing could be worse than a church that just dies and the neighbor doesn't, like, well, there's a church there? Like, that. If something ever happened to us and we ceased to exist, we would want kids at Monroe School to feel that impact. That something at Riley feels the impact. That people who live on Woodside and Oakside and Ekman and Fair, I mean, that there's something noticeably different. We want to exist in such a way where crime rates in the south side of South Bend just kind of go down. That the graduation, graduation rates in the south side of South Bend go up. That people, when they're looking for a place to relocate in South Bend, the realtors tell them, you should go to the south side of South Bend, and we'll know that we've had a small part in that because of the Spirit of God at work in us. But that's our dream, and that's what God has called us to. So this morning, we celebrate five years of being the Living Stones Church. So we've got some buckets that are about to come around. Go ahead. And inside those buckets are, because it's a birthday party, there's like blow horns, there's those little cap pop things that could do confetti, and just reach in there, grab whatever. The first thing that comes, just hang on to it. Hang on to it for a moment. Just grab something out of these buckets here. You can't have a good party celebration without some noisemakers. So that's what, just grab something. 